Hey, Chavir, what's going on? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pe Aleph of Masechta Ervin, Daf 81. So we're going to start today with a new Mishnah. And we're going to talk about types of food that you use for Eruve Chatseris. Okay. Then we talk about giving money to be included. This is a, and then we get up to a new Mishnah, which talks about um, giving money to be in, in order that you can be included in an Eruve Chatseris. And... Can you be ma'ariv a person shalomidaito without his uh, consent? Uh, yeah, machlokus abihuda potentially machlokus abihuda. We'll have to find out. Chavit, uh, let's go weiter. So we're gonna start on daf pei amud beis at the bottom by the mishnah. Okay. Makom ma'arvin mishtatvin. You can. Um, let's at least say for now it means. That you can create an Eruve Chatseris and a Shutufe Mivos with anything. However, just not with water or salt. That's Rabbi Yazir's opinion. Rabbi Yoshua, Omer says Rabbi Yoshua, Kikaru Eruv. So says Rabbi Yoshua that you can only use bread for Eruve Chatseris. Okay. Now, even if you make a lot, a lot, a lot of bread, a sa'a's worth of bread, but it's not it's not a complete loaf of bread, it's got some some of it's missing, well then you cannot use it for your Eruve Chatseris. However, kikar ki'isar vushalimbo. However, a loaf of bread that's the size of a little coin. But it's complete, it's whole, you can use it for your Erev. So we see that according to Rabbi Yoshua, you have to use bread for your Erev Echatzeris, and it would have to be whole. Even if you have a nice big Geshmaka loaf of bread, but it's uh, missing some, so you would be unable to use it for your Erev. But if you have a little tiny loaf of bread, and it's complete, it's whole, so that would work. Zok de Gemare, Andaf Pe Aleph, Amud Aleph, all the way at the top. Tanina Chad Oh! The Gemara asks a very good question. If you remember, in the context of Eruve Tchumen, we already have a Mishnah that says, You can make an Eruv with everything. And you can also make a Shituf Emuvos with everything. The exceptions being water and salt. So we already know that by Eruve Tchumen, you can use anything other than water and salt. So why are we saying over here also by Eruve Chatseris they can use anything other than water and salt? Well, to the exclusion of Rabbi Yoshua, because I may have thought to say, like Rabbi Yoshua says, the armor kikarin lo. That Rabbi Yoshua says you can only use bread for for Eruve Chatseris. So I may have thought to say that we hold like Rabbi Yoshua that you can only that you can only use bread. Kamash Milan, the Mishnah over here that says no, it's not just bread. You can make an Eruve Chatseris with anything. Komash Malan, Bakol. Therefore, it says with everything that you can use anything for an Eruve Chatseris. Eisve Abaye, but Abaye asks Akasha on Rabba. Bakol Ma'arvin Eruve Chatseris. We have a Bryce that says that you can use anything for Eruve Chatseris. Bakol Mishtat, and Shituf Mivos. And you can use anything for Shituf Mivos. Now, when they say that you can only use bread, it's for for Eruve Chatzera. So we see something interesting. So we see that we're saying Bakol in the context of really both Eruve Chatzera and Shitufim Mavos, but then we're saying that 
by Eruve Chatseris, you can uh, it's limited to bread. So 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 we see that Bakolma Ivan, you can make an Eruv with bread, and we're saying that 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 but you can make an Eruv with anything, and we're saying that it's specifically limited to bread when it comes to Eruve Chatseris. So man pas in lo. Who's the Tana who says that you can only use bread and nothing else? Rabbi Yoshua. Right, that was Rabbi Yoshua in our Mishnah. Vikatani bakol. And yet it still says bakol. Right? So meaning we just had a Brisa that says that you're only allowed to use bread when it comes to Eruve Chatseris. And but the same Brisa also said bakol ma'arvin, that you can make an air with everything. Bakol, with anything. So, but anything seems to be limited to bread. So, whereas Rabba wanted to say that I may have had the Havamina to say, like Rabbi Yoshua, that you can only use bread for Eruve Chatseros. And therefore, we have our Mishnah that says Bakol. No, it's actually everything. But Bakol doesn't necessarily mean everything because we have this Brisa in which it also says Bakol Me'arvin, yet it's also saying that you can really only use bread. So, therefore, Rabba, the fact that it says bakol doesn't necessarily mean that you can use anything. It may still only be limited to bread. So, Ella, okay, if you have any questions, just let's go weiter for a second. I think things will make a little more sense. Ella, Amar Rabba Barbachana, says Rabba Barbachana, La fuke Yoshua, the Amar Shlema in Pusalo. Here you go. So, it's to the exclusion, says Rabba Barbachana, it's to the exclusion of Rabbi Yoshua, who says that you have to use a whole, a complete loaf of bread. But if it was only a piece of bread, then you would be unable to use it according to Rabbi Yoshua. Kamash Malan, Bakol, therefore it says Bakol, to teach that even a, um, even bread that, that is missing a piece. So therefore, what Rabbi Barbachan is arguing is that when our Mishnah says over here, Bakol Ma'arvin Umishtatvin, that you can make an Eruv Bakol with everything, it means any kind of bread. But it would have to be bread, and that's in line with what we've been saying until now, right? That dafka by eruve chatseris, you have to use bread, but by shetufa mavos, you can use wine or other things. And so, there you go. So, so when it comes to eruve trumen, you can use any kinds of any any kinds of food. When it comes to eruve chatseris, you dafka have to use bread. But the nafkamina is that um, our mission, the Tanakam, who is Rabbi Eliezer, is saying. That by Eruve Chatseris, you can use any kinds of bread, whereas Rabbi Yoshua says that the Tafka would have to be whole breads. Okay, fine. Rufusa, my time alone. How come Rabbi Yoshua has a problem with pieces of bread? So, I'm Rabbi Yosi ben Shaul, I'm a Rebbe, Mishum Eva. Because of uh, friction, because of uh, um, animosity. Right, we're concerned that if you can use pieces of bread, Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshua is concerned that if you're allowed to make an Eruv with pieces of bread, well, then there could be friction between the people who brought whole loaves of bread and people and the people who just brought pieces of bread, right? It's like, how come you only brought a piece of bread? I brought a whole bread and it can create the shtukumachlaikas. So we don't want that. So therefore, everyone just brings a, a, a whole loaf of bread. So it says, What if everybody brought pieces of bread for the Arab? Maybe if everybody just brought pieces of bread for the Erev, so then there's no issue of uh, Eva. Maybe Rabbi Yoshua would say that that would work. Amrle, Ravashi responds to Ravashi, But even so, even if everybody brought pieces, it wouldn't work because we're concerned that maybe maybe then it'll revert back to the case where some people brought whole, some people brought pieces, and it'll create the shtikomachlaik is dart, and, 
and we don't we don't want that so we just say lo plug that uh, you can only bring um whole loaves of bread according to Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Eliezer argues however and says you can even bring you you can even bring pieces of bread. Amr Bionasim and Shaul Nitla Himena Kde Khalasa Ukhde Dimua Me'arvin Lo Ba. So says Rabbionasim bin Shaul that according to Rabbi Yoshua, who says that you need to have whole loaves of bread, but nonetheless, Nitla Himena Kde Khalasa Ukhde Dimua, if Khala was removed from this loaf of bread, or if um, it was Miduma, if some uh, truma fell into this, I guess maybe the dough, um, so then you have to remove one hundred. So you can do that, and that and that would be okay, even according to Rabbi Yeshua. That but that would be acceptable if you remove the chala or the meduma. Me'arvin lo you can use it for an erev. Ve'atanya, but one second, we're learning a brayse k'dei dimua me'arvin lo ba. One second, we have a brayse that says that if it's meduma. If some truma falls into some chulin, and and you have to separate it from the bread. So let's say I guess the dough, right? Let's say some truma dough, or maybe some truma bread falls into some chulin bread. So now you have to separate one hundred. So we have a brayse that says that that would be beseder, but kedei chalasa ein ma'arvin loba. However, if you have to separate chala, then you would be unable to use it for the eruv. Lokash, it's no problem. It depends if it's a baker's bread or or a, the bread of a balabais. Why? What's the nafkamina? The tznan is we learn in the Mishnah Shir Chala Echad Ba. So what what what's the um, amount of chala that you have to take? First of all, what is chala? Chala is that when you make a dough, you have to separate a certain truma, um, right? Varimosim imenu trumas. No, what does it say? Chalas meiser tarimu, right? Is that what it says? Right, right. What is it? Chala tarimu truma la Hashem, something like that. Mikol, right? Mikol tarimu chala. I'm forgetting now. Mikol arisosechem chala tarimu truma la something like that. Anyways, when you make episode dough, you have to separate a certain truma that goes to the coin, and that's called chala. So we're saying that that amount is one twenty fourth of the dough. And this applies to somebody who's making bread for dough for himself, bread for himself, or somebody who's making bread for his son's chasene. So then it's going to be one twenty fourth. But a baker who's baking bread to sell in the market, or a woman who's baking bread in order to sell in the market, so then it's one forty eighth. So we're saying that so. So, one second. So, we, uh, so, so, Rabbi Yonasan ben Shaul said that if, you know, according to Rabbi Yoshua, who says that you have to have whole breads, he nonetheless says if Chala was separated from the bread, or if, or if Meduma was separated from the bread, so then it would be acceptable. Now, one second, we have a Bryce that says the Meduma would be acceptable, but separating Chala would be unacceptable. So we answer that it depends. If it's if it's a baker who separates one forty eighth from the dough, then that's acceptable. But if it's just a regular person who separates one twenty fourth, well, then that is too much, and 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 you would be unable to use it for the eruv. Amr of Chizda says of Chizda, Tafer bekesam ma'arvin lo ba. Of Chizda says that if the um, bread fell apart, so you took some kind of 
like a pet, a, a, a wood chip or something, and you you somehow connect it using some kind of chip or something. Uh, so then, Ma'arvin Loba, it works. Ve'atanya ain't Ma'arvin Loba. But we have a bread that says that you can't use a bread that fell apart and you that fell like in broken half, and then you use some kind of like wooden piece to fix it. Lokasha It depends. If you could tell that it was like stitched together after the fact, well then that's a problem. But if you can't tell, if you did a good job, so then you can use it for the eruv. Amr Ibzera, Amr Shmuel. Said Ibzera in the name of Shmuel. You'd be allowed to use um, an Eruv of, uh, uh, of, of rice bread or millet bread. I feel like I forgot to include that in my little write-up over here. I'll go upon him. Amr ma'ukva. Oh, says ma'ukva. It was explained to me in the name of ma'shmuel. Ma'ukva and, and Shmuel were, were kind of close. Um, ma'ukva was the Abbezdin during the, during the times of Shmuel. Anyway, so he so so Marukva says that it was explained to him the name of Shmuel. The pas ores me'arvin pas dochan ein me'arvin. That with rice bread you can make an eruv, with millet bread you don't um, uh, make an eruv. Amr bchiyabar oven, amr rav me'arvin be pas adoshim. You can make an eruv with lentil bread. Ini really? Ve'aida avoy b'shnei de mashmuel. But there was a certain person. A certain woman who lived during the days of Mashmuel, and she threw some lentil bread to her dog, and the dog refused to eat it. So why would you be able to make an error with something so disgusting? No, that wasn't lentil bread. That was some kind of combination of all sorts of different flours made into one bread. Tirsev, as the Pasuk says in Yechezko, when it's saying how they're going to starve, it says, You're going to take wheat and, and barley, ufool, and uh, beans, vadashim, and lentils, vidochan, and millet, vikusmim, and um, spelt, vigom. You're going to take all sorts, you're not going to have much food. So you're going to just take whatever flowers you have available and make it into bread. Um, and um, yeah, so that's like not a good thing. Rav Papa Amar, Ahit Sluya. Wow. Yeah, they said the other day, for such a quiet place like Teaneck, there's a lot of motorcycles. But I don't think that the Teaneck people own the motorcycles. There must be other people driving through. I don't know. So if Papa Amr said to Papa, I eat Yikes. That that um, combination bread in, uh, in Yechezko was bread that was um, roasted in human excrement. It doesn't sound very good. The as the Pasuk says, that um, that um, it was roasted in, in human excrement. What does it mean that um, you will eat um, cakes of barley? That you're going to eat this bread, this combination bread, um, cooked in in human excrement, you're gonna eat it in um, uh, in in like small amounts because there's not even gonna be a lot of it. That its shape was the shape of uh, barley bread, not the shape of wheat bread. Okay, so mixed bread is not so gishmak. 
Okay, have a new Mishnah. So this Mishnah is kind of interesting. It talks about if you give money to somebody and then say, here's the shikel money. And if, if you end up making an error, so, you know, here's some money, I'm contributing towards it, I'll be included. So that's kind of the gist of the Mishnah. So, no sin adam ma'a l'chenvani v'lanachtom. So a person can give a ma'a, a certain amount of money, to a chenvani. So chenvani being a store owner. So that would be like to buy wine for the shitufim mivos, v'lanachtom, or to a baker in order to, um, um, you know, buy a portion, uh, buy like, buy a portion in an Eruv for bread for an Eruv echatzeris, kadeshi yizake lo Eruv, so that he will be mazakim in Eruv divir abeliezer, according to abeliezer. So according to abeliezer, you can go to the baker, you know, with a little bit of money, let's say a dollar, you give the baker a dollar, and you say to him, look, if anybody comes and, and you, and you end up making an Eruv, well, just here's this dollar, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be included in the Eruv. So, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that's fine. That works. But the Chachamim say, It doesn't work. Let's go weiter for a minute. But they admit, By everybody else, That, that the money would work. Because you can only be Ma'ariv for a person Midaito. Okay. So, this gets a little bit subtle. So here's the thing. So let us focus on the second part of this for a second, right? So, so the Chacham said two things. right? They said that when a person gives money to the baker, so that his money won't work. But they admit that by everybody else it would work. So meaning, what's the Shakol Adam? Your neighbor, let's say, right? So let's say Ruven goes over to Shimon, his neighbor, and he gives him a dollar. He says, look, if you guys end up making an Eruv, so then include me in the Erev. So that would be fine. If they end up making an Erev, so then, so then this guy is included, Reuven is included in the Erev because essentially he's making Shimon his uh, shliach, right? Shimon, Shimon is not a baker. He doesn't sell bread. He's not looking to buy anything from Shimon. Shimon's just his neighbor. And Reuven's just going to Shimon. Maybe Shimon usually organizes the Erev or whatever it is. He goes to Shimon and says, look, here's a dollar. If you end up making an Erev, include me in it. So that's fine. It'll be included in the Erev. And um, essentially, he's just making Shimon, his neighbor, the Shaliach, to, 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 to be Mizakim in the Erev. However, it gets a little bit more complicated when it comes to a baker. Because when Reuven goes to Shimon, the baker, so here's the thing. When he goes to Shimon, the baker, and gives him a dollar, He's basically assuming that he's buying a portion in whatever Erev is being made. Because after all, he's a baker and he sells bread. Now, the thing is like this. Simply giving a dollar to the baker it doesn't actually technically, halakhically speaking, you, speaking, buy you the bread. right? You only own the bread once you take the bread and you pick it up. Right, so technically, halakhically, when you take a dollar and you give it to a baker and then, you know, you take bread and you put it in your bag and you take it out, well, the, the part that makes it yours is not the, 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 the tra- transferring the money. That's not what, that's not what makes it yours. What makes it yours is when you pick it up, the Mashiach, when you pick it up and you put it in your bag and you take it out. Right? And we're going to see in the Gemara that that's because, right, there's a reason for that. It's because we're concerned that, um, you know, maybe you'll get, you'll pay somebody for something and it'll go, go burn it and it'll, you know, if it's already yours, well, then you're the one who loses it. Whereas if it's not yours until you take it, well then, as long as uh, you haven't taken it yet, if something happens to it, it's, you know, it's not your responsibility. So, so basically here's the thing. So when Reuven goes to Shimon the baker and he gives him a dollar, so he didn't, he didn't actually, he wasn't Kona anything. He, he didn't buy any bread. And 
when, you know, even if Shimon the baker decides that he's just going to take some bread and be mezakeh to everybody and make it available to everybody in the chotzer um, for the Eruv, well, he's not actually going to have to include Ruvain over here in being mezakeh and making it free for him as well because um, he wants to hold on to the dollar that, 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 that Ruvain gave him. So he's not going to include him in the free Eruv that he makes for everybody. And yet Ruvain didn't actually buy anything with the money that, that he gave to Shimon the baker because he didn't actually do a Mashiach. In which case, Ruvain actually doesn't have any portion in this Eruv that's being made. And therefore, um, he's not included in the Eruv. And therefore, it's not a good Eruv because the Eruv has to include everybody. And that's also, and that's what the Gemara is saying, was that she'en ma'arvin, the Mishnah says, she'en ma'arvin lo'adam elamidaito, that you can only be ma'ar for somebody with his knowledge. And therefore, you know, Shimon wouldn't even be able to then be ma'ar for him anyways without his knowledge because Reuven thought that he was going to be included by giving him the money. But giving him the money isn't, didn't actually help anything because he didn't make a Kenyan at all, right? And then therefore, Shimon the baker can't even be ma'ar on him after the fact without his knowledge. So if he kind of like falls through the cracks over here, Ruven, according to the Chacham. But if Ruven gives it to Shimon his neighbor, well then, Shimon his neighbor can just, uh, it becomes his shliach, right? Ruven's essentially making Shimon a shliach, and then, and then as a shliach, he could, he could be ma'ari for him. When do you have to have knowledge? you have to have knowledge. When it comes to um, So it says Rabbi Yehuda, right? So when it comes to Eruvei Tchumen, you have to have knowledge because there's actually a downside to Eruvei Tchumen, right? If I, you know, if somebody makes an Eruv for me, 2,000 amas away from the city, well, that also means I can't go 2,000 amas in the other direction. So there's actually, you know, what you gain in one direction, you lose in the other direction, so therefore you can't just be ma'ari for him without his consent. However, Eruve Chatzeris, there isn't really a downside, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So, because you can, you know, help somebody out, even if he's not around, you could do something that, 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 that affects him favorably when he's not around, but if he, um, we can't do anything that can have negative ramifications unless you have his consent. Says the Gemara, my time is Rebbe Eliezer. So how come Rebbe Eliezer says that if Reuven goes to Shimon the baker and gives him a dollar, then no problem. If Shimon the baker then makes an Eruv, it works for Reuven as well. Hello, Mashach. Reuven didn't make a Kenyan. He didn't make a Mashiach. He didn't do a Mashiach. He didn't, he didn't take the bread with him. So therefore, it doesn't, nothing belongs to Reuven. Some of Nachman, I'm Rabbi Barabau, I saw Rabbi Eliezer Kedalid Prokim Bashana. So Rabbi Nachman says the name of Rabbi Bar Abau, although usually it's Rabbi Bar Avua, but I, I don't know, maybe Abau and Avua is interchangeable. So I saw Rabbi Eliezer Kedalid Prokim Bashana, that Rabbi Eliezer made this situation like the Dalid Prokim Bashana. What does that mean? It's not, as we learn in the Mishnah, that in these four periods of the year that are like holiday seasons, so we can force a butcher to shecht even against his will. Right, even a ox that's worth a thousand dinars, and this fellow only has one dinar, we would nonetheless force him to shecht the animal, right? So 
during these four times of the year, basically the holiday seasons, right? Uh, was it Sukkot, Pesach, Shoshana, Shavuos? So, so, so you have a butcher. The butcher has a has, has an ox. The ox is worth a thousand dinars. The butcher really is only interested in checking the ox if he has people to buy it. But these four times a year, even if the um, person buying only is interested in one dinar's worth, i.e. one one thousandth of the ox, we still force the butcher to shech the ox, um, even just so that that person can get one dinar's worth of meat. Therefore, it may may And therefore, if the animal then dies before the slaughterer, the, the shochet, makes it die, it died on its own, well then it's the um, purchaser's liability, right? The, 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 the purchaser loses his one dinar. The Gemara wants to know why, why, why did the purchaser lose his one dinar? He never did a Kenyan Meshicha, right? So there are these four times of the year where we force a butcher to shecht this ox, even though there's only a, a buyer that's willing to buy one dinar's worth. Um, okay. And then we say, and therefore, if the animal dies before it gets shechted, well, then the purchaser loses his dinar that he was going to be paying for it, for his meat. The question is, why does he lose his dinar? It didn't belong to him. He never pulled the animal. So I'm Rafuna B'Shem So Rafuna says it's talking about where he did pull the animal. And because he did a Mashicha, because he pulled it, that's how he acquired ownership of it. And therefore, when the animal died before it was shechted, well, then it's the person whose possession it was in, i.e. the purchaser who, who, who lost the, you know, it's, he has to swallow the loss. But if that's so, that we're talking about where he pulled the animal and, and made a Kenyan that way, I'll tell you the, I'll ask the Akasha from the end of this um, Mishnah. That the rest of the days of the year is not like this. And and therefore, if the animal dies, it's the seller, i.e. the butcher, who has to swallow the loss. Right? So for the rest of the year, if um, somebody wants to purchase only one dinar's worth of a 1,000 dinar ox, we don't force the butcher to shecht the ox. And if the ox dies, well, the um, purchaser has nothing to do with it. And it's the owner of the ox who needs to swallow the entire 1,000 dinar loss. Am I? But one second. If it's like Rav Huna, who says that there was a Mishicha that the, that the purchaser pulled and therefore acquired the ox, Hamasha, he, 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 he did a Mishicha. He, he was Kona the ox. So then the purchaser should have to swallow it if he in fact uh, um, did a Mishicha and then the animal dropped dead. Amr Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak says Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak Really it's talking about where there was no Mishicha. Right, the the purchaser did not pull the ox. Well, if that's the case, well then, um, then if there was no mashicha, well then in the first case, when the animal dies, why is it the purchaser who needs to swallow the loss? He never pulled the animal towards him, right? And and therefore he never made a proper kinyan. So achab ma'eskinon. Here, what are we talking about? Bishazichsalo ayidei acher. That it's talking about where somebody else was mizake 
the ox to this fellow, right? So in these four times of the year, we're talking about if, you know, this, this Yidala went to buy one dinar's worth of this thousand dinar ox, and then the shaykhet, the slaughterer, was mizaket, he like uh, conferred ownership to this Yidala by way of somebody else, right? That somebody else, uh, somebody, uh, right, right, that the owner said that, okay, you, right, this, this meat is going to be for this uh, Yidala, and then somebody else conferred the ownership to him. So in that way, he was able to take ownership even without a Meshicha. And we're saying that Bedal Prakim Elu, that And specifically these four times of the year when it's beneficial for this Yidala who wants to buy one dinar's worth of meat, uh, it's beneficial for him to get this meat because everybody's getting meat during these times of the year. So therefore, we're able to be, right, mezake, we're able to zachin la'adam shalobifanov, somebody else can be, can confer ownership to him, um, even not in front of him. But bishari mosashana, during the rest of the days of the year, tichovulo, that it would be negative for this person because it's an expense. So, um, ein chavin lo'elobifanov, we can only, um, you know, sort of incur this expense with his consent. So we see that, but during the four times of the year, we can assume that it would be beneficial for him to get this, to pay a dinar for this meat, and therefore we could be mezakeh ali de acher. And we're saying, according to Rabbi Eliezer, he's saying that the same thing would apply also to um, this um, guy who paid the baker for his role in the, you know, for 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 a portion in the eruv. That even though he didn't actually make a kinyan, but nonetheless the baker could be mezakeh. The, um, his portion in the Erev to this fellow who gave him some money. Rav Ila, Amr, Rav Yochanan, says Rav Ila in the name of Rav Yochanan, B'dalad prakim elu ha'emidu chachamim divrein al divrei Torah, that it was during these four times of the year that the chachamim actually, um, placed their, uh, um, words al, 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 al divrei Torah, that meaning, Mida if you give money, you actually get the ownership, right? So if I pay for something and transfer money, well, then it's mine. Mida that's the way it would work, right? However, the Rabbanan said, right, let's go weiter, the Amr of Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, Maus Konos, that Mida money really does matter, right, right, does make a kinyan. So then how come they said that money doesn't, right, the transferring of the money isn't what makes the Kenyan, but rather you actually have to pull the animal in order to um, make the Kenyan? Because we're concerned that let's say somebody's buying wheat and he gives money for the wheat and then um, now it's his. And then they're going to say to him that, oh, unfortunately all your wheat got burned. Well, if it's his by the time that he transferred the money, well, he's the one who has to swallow the loss. So therefore we say in order to prevent a situation like that, we say that transferring money is not what makes it yours. It's not yours until you take it. And therefore, if something happens to the wheat in the interim, it's not you who loses out and you can reclaim and you can claim your money back. Right? But the Chacham admit that when it comes to just anybody else, right, that if Ruven goes to Shimon the neighbor, and gives him some money and says, look, if you guys make an Erev, include me, then it works. Suman Shakol Adam, who's other people? Omar Rav Balabayas. Rav says he's talking about a Balabayas, a homeowner, a neighbor. Mechen Omar Shmuel, and so said Shmuel Balabayas, he's talking about uh, in, a homeowner, right, as opposed to a baker. Omar Shmuel says Shmuel, Lo Shanu Ela Nachtom, that they only taught about a baker, that it was a problem. 
of a balabayas kone, but from a balabayas, um, you would able to be kone, i.e., you would be able to give him money, and you would be included in the Arab. Vamr Shmuel and said Shmuel Loshanu Elam Ma'a Aval Kli Kona says Shmuel that the only issue with giving the baker money is specifically giving him money. But if you give him a vessel, well then by giving him the vessel, well you can do a Kinyan Suder, right? By picking up this vessel, then uh, he can be Makne him, you know, part of the bread, even if he doesn't pick, you know, actually pick up the bread. Vamr Shmuel says Shmuel Loshanu Elam Do'amelo Zakeli and says Shmuel that when the Chacham say it doesn't work if he gives him money, it's if he says, I want to be, I want to be Zoha to the Erev, right? Aval, Omar, Arevli, Shaliach, Shabi, But if he says, you know, here's some money, make, make an Erev for me, well then he's clearly making the baker his Shaliach to make him an Erev and not just giving him money and assuming that he's making a Kenyan on the bread and that's why he'll get part of the Erev. So if he essentially says to the, you know, makes the baker his Shaliach to include him in the Erev, so then it's, then it would work. So Yehuda says, when do we say, right? Because Chacham said that how come it doesn't work when Reuven gives money to Shimon the baker? Because that you can only include somebody in an Arab with his intention and with, with his consent. And Yehuda says, actually, you can make, include somebody in a Reuven Chatseris even without his uh, consent because Zachan Adam Shiloh Befana. So says the Gemara, Amr Rav Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Allah Kareb Yehuda, says of Yehuda in the name of Shmuel that the Allah is like Rav Yehuda, and not only that, not only that, but every place where Rav Yehuda comes up in Erevin, the Allah is like him. Wow. Amr Le, Rav Chana Bagdata, Rav Yehuda, said, Rav Chana Bagdata, Rav Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Afilu Bimavish, Nidlu Koroso, Velechyav. Would Shmuel even say that by a mavoi that it's um, lechi or korah was taken on Shabbos? The Rebuda says that uh, you're still allowed to use the lechi, the, the, the mavoi, even if it's lechi or korah was removed on Shabbos. Would Shmuel say that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? So Rabbi Yehuda responded to Rav Chana Bagdata that Shmuel was talking about Erevin, that when it comes to Erevin, the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. But what you're asking me is about mechitzes, right? Lechi and Korah are halachas in mechitzes, not halacha in Erev. And therefore, um, no, we don't necessarily pass in like Rabbi Yehuda there to say that even if the Lechi and the Korah was removed on Shabbos, the Mavoi would still be permitted. We don't hold like that. But that's, that, that, that's not an Erev question. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mechitza question. Now says Rav Acha to Rav Ashi, the fact that Shmuel says that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, that implies that it's a machlokas, that there are those who would disagree with him, that there are those who would say that you would need a um, consent when it comes to Erev. But that whenever Rabbi Yehuda says, Eimatai or Bameh, right? When he says those words, either Eimatai or Bameh, Eino El Lefarish Divir Chachamim. That says Rabbi Yishuah Ben Levi that whenever we, Rabbi Yudah says in the Mishnah, Eimatai or Bameh, it's only to explain what the Chachamim are saying, right? So meaning, how could Rabbi, how could Shmuel say that the Allah is a Kabbutah? That implies that there's actually a Machlokas, that the Chachamim disagree with him. But Rabbi Yishuah Ben Levi said that whenever it says, Either Amasai um, or, or Bamed Mamurim, like over here, he's actually explaining the Chachamim. He's not arguing with the Chachamim. But Velo Pligi? What do you mean that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't argue with Anantanan? But didn't we learn in our, what was it, our previous Mishnah, or two Mishnahs ago, 
that um, that if more people came to the Mavui, mostly from Mazake, so you can add into the Shitufim um, and then you can include these people who came in the Shitufim and you have to let them know, meaning if the food that you added was their food, you would have to let them know that you're including them in the Shitufim because um, um, because um, you, that you can't include them without their consent. So the Gemara answer is like actually what we tried to answer over there was Hasam Bichatsu that over there it's talking about when you have basically five chatzers and two mav- three chatzers and two mavwis in between. So that middle chatzer you don't know which mavwi it's connected to. And because you don't know which mavwi it's connected to, you have, you have to ask them. But by default, you would be able to include people in a um Arab or a Shituf even without um asking them. The Amr of Shezvi, Amr of Chizda, but didn't we, didn't Rav Shezvi say the name of Rav Chizda and Dafpeyam would beis? Zosomeris Chalukin Alav Chaver of Rabbi Yehuda. But one second, Rav Shezvi said the name of of of, of Rav Chizda that Davka um, Rabbi Yehuda and Chacham disagree, right? And and the whole point was not to say that it's um, talking about three chasers with two mavos in between, and 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 we don't know which. Um, these people are planning to be part of. No, it's not talking about that. right? The whole point of Rav Shezvi in the name of Rav Chizda was that Rabbi Yudah does in fact argue with the Chacham. So what's Pshat? How on the one hand is Shmuel saying that the Alacha is like Rabbi Yudah implying that there's a Machlokas and also like Rav Shezvi and Rav Chizda are saying but Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi is saying that whenever it says Emasayin Bameh Rabbi Yudah is only coming to explain. So Ella Gavra Gavra Karamis, are you really asking a question between Shmuel and Rabbi Shulam and Levi? My server pligi, my server low pligi. You know, Shmuel holds that there is a machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and the others, and Rabbi Shulam and Levi says there's no machlokas that they argue. But um, yeah, but, but, but so so it's machlokas about whether or not there's a machlokas, right? Shmuel would say there is a machlokas. Rabbi Shulam Levi says there's not. Chaver, that that that's daf pe aleph mesech the erivin. Let us review what we learned. So at the beginning we talked about types of food that you can use for eruvei chaseris. So we had the opinion that of the Tanakama, which is Rabbi Eliezer, that bakol ma'arvin, you can make a, an eruv with everything. So we had two explanations of what that means. According to Rabbi, mamish means everything, but Abai pointed out that everything could really mean um, only bread. So therefore, Rabbi Barbachana says, actually what it means is that what Rabbi Yezer, the Tanakhama is saying that you can use any kind of bread for Eruv Chatseris, whereas Rabbi Yeshua says that you have to use whole bread, right? So according to Rabbi Yezer, you can use even, even use part, you know, pieces of bread. According to Rabbi Yeshua, you have to use whole breads, and we said that the reason is Eva, because we don't want that some people will bring whole breads and some people will bring pieces of bread, and then people will get upset at each other. Giving money to be included in the um, Eruv, that was... Um, an interesting sugya. So Rabbi Yezer says, yeah, you can go to a baker and you can give him some money and say, look, include me in your bread, even though um, in general circumstances, um, you know, that, that wouldn't be considered a Kenyan. Whereas the Chachamim say that um, you can give money to your neighbor in order for him to include you in the bread because you're in the Arab because you're, you're essentially making him your shliach, your messenger to make, to include you in the Arab. But the Chacham say by a store owner or a baker, you would be unable to give him money because you're not actually making a Kenyan on that bread. And therefore, you actually don't have a portion in that um, bread. So we had a question, how, how could Rabbi Eliezer say 
that um, when Reuven gives Shimon the baker money, it, it works. So, so said of Nachman and Rabbi of Rabbi Barabou that um, we basically treat it like the four times a year. What does it mean the four times a year? That there are these four times of the year that we force, a, right, that, right, that we uh, compel a, 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 a um, butcher to shecht an animal um, even if somebody only wants to buy, you know, one one thousandth of the of the animal, let me say, how does that work? So we gave two answers, right? One is that either that um, um, you know somebody gives him that dinar and then he's mizake by somebody else. Now, the other way it works is that these four times of the year, actually, we rely on the deoraisa, which is that midoraisa. When you give somebody money, that is actually a kin. And just the rabbis said that we want the mashicha, that we don't want the money itself to be the transferring of money itself to be a kinyan. Um, as a safety precaution, so we say it's actually when you take your merchandise, that's when it becomes yours. But we treat the person who who wants to be included in, in an Arab like these four times of a year, where um, essentially just giving some money will be enough to um, make something yours. And then um, we said we were talking about making an Arab without your consent. According to Shmuel, it's a machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis, but we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. According to Bishop Malevi, there's no machlokas. So Abuda is just explaining the rabbis. Chavit, that was Daf Pe'alef. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out.